0: For all time, this is the Geek Confidential podcast. name is Luke Kirk joining me today Dan Pierce welcome I didn't want to be here but you know they they took my show they took a show they definitely they took two shows but before we dive into that we also have to add in Mo welcome Mo
1: (laughs) I'm here and Dan do you want me to send you some hankies
0: Oh my goodness. I was not prepared. I was not prepared. So for for those of you who aren't aware, the CW has canceled Batwoman and Legends of Tomorrow. I don't think that... How do I put this? One may have been a bigger surprise than the other just because one of them had a campaign to try and save it because the writing was on the wall and that was D, uh, Legends of Tomorrow. Batwoman has sort of been on an odd footing ever since Ruby Rose left so while the last two seasons were enjoyable on various aspects it was sort of one of those ones where it's like it could or it couldn't whereas DC's Legends they were all out doing the campaign so Dan I don't know what your strongest tonic or drink is but um, have you been crying into your and into your beverage of choice, shall we say? I, I have been crying into my beverage of choice. I like. Here's the thing:
2: from like a quality standpoint, you and I and uh, Mo, but like we've all talked about how the show has had its challenges uh, and has diminished in quality at times, and how they really rely on some of their weakest characters. Uh, but it. <sighs> It, it, all honesty, it doesn't matter. Canceling Legends of Tomorrow is like canceling joy because, at the end of the day, it was pure fun and chaos. Like, as, as a concept, once it figured out what it was and pivoted away from the superhero genre, it found its footing and a fan base that corresponded with it because it, it, it saw itself in a way that or it it saw its audience in a way that so many shows haven't. Um, You know, I've seen a lot of outpouring love for how much it touched people's lives in terms of representation and how they had never seen themselves in a superhero until, um, you know, Zari came on, until, uh, you know, uh, Sarah Lance I, I mean, there are so many instances where it just... Until it, someone
0: with a triple nipple. Yeah, I mean... Them. Yeah, like... Okay. Uh, Gary, I'm, Gary not, Green, I'm, not, I'm not meaning to undermine you. I, I get what you're saying, and I ag- acknowledge and respect the fact that this was a show that had amazing representation there it was a show that provided a lot of people to see themselves on screen and that is a wonderful tribute to what they did with the cast and the characters my thing for me on this show is the first season was bad if I remember uh, cr- the first and second seasons were not good. Let's put it that way. As long as the Hawks were involved, it was not good. And then it got, it had like two or three really good seasons. And then it started getting bad and they brought in Constantine and Constantine helped a little bit to like stave off the badness. But it's basically for me, been a downhill journey ever since. Mo, what did you think of the news?
1: Ooh, Lord. Okay. Um, first, I'm gonna breathe. Um, I'm. He, here's the thing about I was really I really figured Legends would get a quote unquote final season or something, some some something to wrap things up. Given the longevity of the show, it was the little engine that could, and the fact that it started out as this hodgepodge of DC concepts, particularly from The Flash and Arrow. And then, I would say, gradually, particularly uh, once they got into the latter half of the second season and beyond, it really started to figure out its own identity. And like Dan said, I think that it, the further it got away from the traditional superhero concepts and and i think clearly budget wise i think they couldn't sustain you know that many characters with quote unquote superpowers especially um for instance when you had Firestorm, when it was Jefferson and Martin Stein, it was just the level of special effects. It just couldn't. It just couldn't handle. It. But, but to make a long story short, I do appreciate the fact that so many characters, whether it was Spooner um, uh, and Zari, that uh, Bayrod, you know, characters we're not necessarily getting represented on television, we're getting a shot at those. And and they, and especially, I would say zari and bayrod were based on dc characters the core of them came from dc characters they were just they were just changed and adapted for this series Uh, but i did like the fact that they were interjecting some characters like booster gold into it and we got um uh, Booster Gold in, in in the last few episodes, and I was hoping that with it, with Booster, if you know anything about the comics, that ties back into Rip Hunter. So I I was thinking that they were gonna kind of close the loop, but sadly we're not gonna get get that chance.
0: It's here's wild the, that. Oh, go ahead. Oh,
2: I was... it's wild that the finale of Legends is the same finale as Seinfeld. Now, like everyone goes to prison, that's how we're ending the show. Like really. I, and after 185 episodes of Katie Lots playing Sarah Lance, that's how we're ending it? Ugh. So here's the
0: thing for me. They made a conscious decision creatively to take it away from the Arrowverse, which worked on many fronts, but also failed on many fronts. The Time Bureau and how Gary ate the show, how Ava ate the show, it be, it didn't, like, the Time Bureau and how Gary and Ava basically came into this show and detracted from the actual characters that we cared about. Mo pointed out the fact that they didn't have the money for CGI. Well, yeah, no kidding. When you're paying how many countless actors to provide filler in a story that are in various storylines that like was it worth it? Like when I think about when I think about Legends of Tomorrow, I can't think uh, other than Bebo a really good, memorable story that I that was sort of fun, and even that was just completely insane, like outlandish, which for them worked. But, like, if you look at everything else about the show that was circling around, and the character dynamics, and how much we had to put up with Gary and Ava as the ones who consumed an immense amount of screen time when these other characters, this nice, big, diverse cast, is just sort of there? I'm sorry. This show, creatively, they made some choices. They lived with those choices. But those choices were not always very good. And I feel that it torpedoed them for me.
1: Well well, here's the thing I'm gonna say about one of the parallels it for Legends of Tomorrow for me um with the comics and and I would say on a thematic level, what it kinda reminded me of was there was a Justice League comic that started in the late nineteen eighties, around eighty seven, and it was called the Buahaha era. And it pretty much I think thematically it was a lot of gags and there was drama and seriousness that, that came, there were some really dramatic moments. And that is what Legends reminded me of. No way in, in the world does Legends in that version of Justice League uh, mirror each other in terms of setting and so forth. I thought they were going to, they, they started to, they have included some characters who were part of that version of Justice League I think, as a spir- spiritually, I can I see r- some real parallels between where Legends was going, uh, particularly these later seasons, and where that comic book went, and when that version of the Justice League ended, how how it how it wrapped up. I do feel like, in many ways, Legends, particularly, and again, as they drop the 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 superhero aspects of it, it kind of really reminded me in a very quaint kind of way of those um 90s shows that I were was syndicated going to say, you know
0: <laughs> you want to know what show was better than legends of tomorrow most of legends of tomorrow's seasons mutant x you could like you could watch mutant x and get a better actual storyline now granted because it was late 90s cgi the cgi sucked but from a purely storyline standpoint the storylines were better. And that was a Saturday evening syndicated show or a late night e- syndicated show on Saturdays. Mutant X plus Vixter Webster was extremely hot in that show, but that's an entirely different topic. Um, uh, as, as we wrap this, as we wrap up the legend side of this, any final thoughts about... The cancellation. Would you guys like to see any of these characters pop up on what few Arrowverse shows might remain when this is all over? Is there anybody who you'd like to see, Dan? You first. One hundred percent, Sarah Lance. Like, if there was one person
2: to bring back in any type of context, it would have to be Sarah. Uh, I I know that the character is pregnant, and I know that like they're in jail right now, but I mean, they were definitely leading toward Sarah being a bigger part of their version of the Justice League, of her dynamic with Barry in the context of losing Oliver and restarting the entire universe. Um, Yeah, I would definitely want Sarah back. Plus, I think it, it just it harkens back to the roots of the Arrowverse in so many respects, if we're going to continue the Arrowverse, which you know it it's up in the air,
0: we will be getting to that after we talk about the, the Batwoman. Okay, fair enough. uh but yeah, it'd be Sarah, Mo. Anybody who you'd like to see pop up? Gary? <laughs> no, I <I'm> just kidding. <laughs> Mo. Mo.
1: Start the Mo.
0: Be, like I need to get out. I need to get out my phone and pull up that group conversation that we have and send you a gif anyways <laughs> keep going
1: no no no, but definitely i definitely i totally agree with with dan um sarah n- no doubt about it i mean it's you have to acknowledge that character whenever uh, the flash heads into its final season or certainly even if this ninth season is is not the final season you know, you can very easily just do a time jump, <laughs> and and include Sarah, just to kind of tie things off, and just have some lines of dialogue to um to to deal with that, or just even have a subplot within uh, the Flash that deals with 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 uh, w- uh, the ending of Legends, because quite frankly, the Flash has been playing with these time shenanigans and 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 so forth. Anyway, so Harry could
0: get Sarah out of prison easily i'm sure
1: well yes but but again i was going to say that you know time and time time manipulation and time distortion and and what's going on with iris and the flash right now you can very easily link that into tie that into what's going on with legends in this time jail and so forth i i can easily see the threads of bringing over the legends one other way in my mind that they could wrap up and continue legends of tomorrow is via comics there is going to be a Legends of Tomorrow uh, one-shot that's going to be coming out soon, and that's going to tie into this crossover event going through the Arrowverse via comics. And there have been in the past Arrowverse-related comics uh, for Supergirl, Arrow, and The Flash. Smallville, once it ended... There were uh, several seasons that were done completely in the comics. It was written by writer uh, writers um, from Smallville, and I know that the Arrow and Flash comics were written by writers of, of those respective shows. So I don't see why you couldn't continue Legends in comic book form. Do do season eight of, of Legends via comics, um, and then you know bring over you know Sarah. You'll probably have to bring Ava over as well to the Flash to Ava, know, wait,
0: wait, wait, Ava does is not necessary. We do not need to have her contaminate the Flash. Nope, 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 nope. The Flash is hard enough to watch as it is. Nope, 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 Ava does not need to come. No. Plus you know how anti-crossover Ava is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let's let's talk a little bit about the other uh CW Arrowverse show that got canceled, Batwoman. Um of course we have had two actresses play Batwoman. I think that it's safe to say that... um, How do I put this? For me, Batwoman... The thing that I'm going to miss most about Batwoman being gone is Alice. The fact that Alice as a character over the three seasons had great character development, great character depiction, and yet she still... I said this on the the daytime confidential podcast it's one of it i always go back to a conversation that we had on daytime confidential years ago in which jamie said something along the lines and i'm paraphrasing fans want to have character growth in their soap characters or in in this case comic book characters but they only want to have like we 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 ask for character growth but then when we get it we we're like we want the old one back. So when we want character growth, we want only minimal character growth. So like incremental. So it's not this big change. What I loved about what they did with Alice is the fact that she had this incremental character growth, but it was always one step forward, two steps back. And as a character that worked for her and as the depiction, it made her the the best thing for me to watch about the show. I'm going to miss Alice, um, but... I'm not certain that I'm going to miss the rest of the show just because something about it always felt off. The only time it worked for me was when Batman was in the big crossover event, or Batwoman was in the crossover event. Mo, Dan got to weigh in first about Legends. What are your thoughts on Batwoman?
1: You know, I'm, I'm a little bit... I'm, sad, I'm definitely sad about Batwoman ending. And I think that this show always was dragged down by the controversy surrounding the first Batwoman. And I don't necessarily think we need to go into that, but, but I think that that has always contributed to part of the problems with the show certainly in two and three. You just couldn't escape it. And it was like an albatross hanging around the show's neck. And I think Javicia Leslie's portrayal as, as Ryan Wilder and Batwoman was spot on. I think she brought this energy to the show, a focus to the show that we didn't necessarily get in the first season with our lead heroine. I think Kate Kane as Kate Kane was perfectly fine, I could just see the energy kind of seep out of the show whenever there was, Kate Kane had to become Batwoman. And and and, and I'm going to say that that's probably because of the backstage stuff. You know, I'm not going to necessarily get into that. But what I do think that there was always this lack of potential and that I've always argued, the thing I've always argued in that, The one thing that the show should have done when they introduced Ryan Wilder was make her a Wayne, because I think that would have just squashed the problems that you had with Kate, because if she was Bruce Wayne's daughter, you would have had a black Wayne. And I think that would have generated a bit of heat and maybe some controversy inside of that. But I think that would have been a good thing for this show. And I think there would have been so many other storyline potential that could have come from Ryan being the daughter of of Bruce Wayne and, and, and Jada, and Jada Jet, because in the comics, the, Bruce Wayne was involved with a jet and a different person, but Bruce Wayne was involved with the it. jet. You can adapt it, correct.
0: Uh, Dan, one of the things that is was sort of the after effect of Ruby Rose leaving was supporting characters who are great supporting characters were suddenly thrust into front-burner storylines because it felt like they were trying to do everything they could to scramble to introduce Ryan as the new Batwoman. And a lot of those storylines fell flat, like the Luke Fox storyline. It it wasn't as engaging as it could have been. The Mary storyline... For me, I liked seeing Mary go Ivy, but once again, it's sort of distracted from the core of the show, which is supposed to be Batwoman. What did you think of this news after three seasons of Batwoman?
2: I was kind of bummed. Um, it, it's, it's an interesting point, and I, I completely agree with Mo in that The 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 Ruby Rose controversy really hung over the show, Um, and it brings up an interesting point that uh, you and Jamie both have talked about on Daytime Confidential about certain actors going to a genre and not being not quite fitting into that genre or living within that world because of what it takes to really come off the page and thrive. we see it in soaps all the time but in this case it felt like it in in the superhero genre which was really unfortunate uh, especially with all of the sort of hype you know with elseworlds and crisis and all of that um for me i i really loved alice i really liked mary a lot too uh but i think that the disconnect in luke fox's story and in mary in some of Mary's stories was they didn't tie Ryan close enough to the Kane family, the Kane Hamilton family. If she wasn't
0: a Wayne, she should have been a Kane. Exactly. There, there should have been a closer tie because
2: for her to come out of nowhere living in a van and now she's going to be Batwoman and also, Mary's roommate and also be CEO of Wayne Enterprises and also open up like keep open this bar. That's what like that. It, It's not a close enough tie and it's unfortunate because it really hindered so many other storylines. Suddenly we have to care about the Alice um, having one of her cronies kill Ma- or
0: Ryan's adoptive mother. I I just there was so much think about the story where we had to then go and do the the Kane doppelganger with the face. I mean, what like what was that? That was that that dragged
2: that dragged so much. And every time someone switched faces or had amnesia, I felt like I was watching Days of Our Lives. But like in in like a way that was like, oh, no, we're going into like actually cutting like Alice is cutting people's faces off and putting faces on faces in a way that at least with the campy fun of a mask, we could be like, all right, that was fun for a little bit. And now, now we can move on to something else. No, we're stuck with this because that's a different face. Like what, what, where, where are we going? Where, like, where is the end point to this storyline that... Because at the end of the day, Kate Kane is alive.
0: Like if we killed Kate Kane and just left her dead. It would have been better. It would have been better. They could have moved on. We could have moved on. We could
2: have dealt with like a will or like there are so many other aspects that could have resulted in a better situation. Think about think about when Dinah joined Arrow and they were looking for a new black canary we had to go through a lot of interesting story to get to the point where she was fully ingratiated into the team. Did that story necessarily connect all the time? No, I, I I would agree. I'm like, I, I didn't need all of this, like the, the fiance and all of that. I I just didn't need it. Um, learning from the mistakes of the past in, in storytelling and writing especially in the comic books it, it feels like a natural progression and they sort of miss the beat in that respect
0: let's talk a little bit about let's talk a little bit about the state of the rest of the arrowverse and the dc shows um, we know from the hollywood reporter uh, that viacom cbs and warner media are in the process of trying to sell the cw in part because a lot of the profits that came from Um, licensing that to Netflix no longer exists um, since that deal is done. We have seen Legends of Tomorrow canceled. We have seen Batwoman canceled. Arrow went off the air a couple years ago. Um, The Flash, there is talk about the fact that The Flash might have a shortened next season and it could be its final after it was renewed for another season. So there's even questions about The Flash's status. We do know that um, uh, Superman and Lois um, has been renewed, but that has always been a show that... While part of the Arrowverse technically, we very rarely, we never saw him interact with Super, or Supergirl never came to Superman and Lois. We It has better production values. There's something unique and special about Superman. It may be the fact that it's Superman. Um, that doesn't really lump it in with the Arrowverse shows, even though we've seen this Superman on those shows. Um, Star Girl, which has never been a part of the Arrowverse per se, is coming back for its third th- season this summer. Naomi, which had its freshman season and is also not connected technically to the Arrowverse in the same way that we would expect the others or we know the others to have been, um, is whether or not it comes back for a season, a second season is up for or has not been announced. So. What do you guys think? Because for me, creatively speaking, I've been struggling with The Flash. This season has been really rough for me as a viewer of The Flash to the point where I just had to delete a couple episodes. I was like, I got to take a break for this because there's it, it, there's nothing about these character storylines that are really intriguing me. Dan, where do you see the rest of the Arrowverse going? Or is it a situation where you think this will be wrapped up within six, 12 to 18 months?
2: I I do think it's it's wrapping up. Uh, I'm I'm a little confused as to why they're dragging their feet with the flash. I I feel like a lot of these actors have the potential for other projects. And at this point, I mean, with the way that they treat the contracts, especially, I just I I don't see it being sustainable for the flash in particular. Um, As far as Superman and Lois. I could see them pivoting to HBO Max. I mean, Absolutely. a lot of people, a lot of people try and talk themselves into it being an HBO Max show uh, and completely ignore the fact that it's on the CW because they don't want to admit to themselves that they watch a CW show, which I'm like, why? You're an adult. You do what you want. It's fine. Uh, but it I it the flash is kind of creatively struggling. I I don't mind the bringing back people from the dead stuff that they're doing in short bursts, which is it's sort of interesting. But I do think that there is a creative problem and a lot of it is uh, really showing up on on screen. I think it's going to get wrapped up soon.
0: Mo, what are your thoughts on the state of the Arrowverse, uh, the Flash and the CW shows?
1: So I agree. I think it's winding down. I wouldn't give. I think we're definitely in this middling phase where the Arrowverse, as we traditionally know it, is winding down. Okay, I can't say you know what that means for the continuity of Superman and Lois and how that plays into the um, the other Arrowverse shows because we've gotten Diggle. Um, I you know I've heard different things about why they haven't acknowledge supergirl if for all we know it could just be coven and, and just production stuff but it does make it a st- much more streamlined show for superman and lois that is not to a- a- acknowledge the continuity with regard to stargirl that's definitely set on another world it's it's been established that it's on another world the uh jay flash has visited that world and then showed up on that world so we know that's on in on a separate world from the from the main Arrowverse verse line and and so I expect that to continue in, in that nature. I believe Naomi is also set on another Earth. And I think yep. that hinges on the Superman that is in Naomi. I think Na- Naomi's in this weird place because it doesn't really have that much comic book material in order to form the basis of a show. And so I feel like a lot of it's padded out um, Now, with regard to the Flash, I think it's 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 several different things going on. I think part of my issue with the Flash is they've attempted to adapt some of the more newer um, comic book storylines, and those have been a bust. I like what they're currently doing. They've brought in Deathstorm, which is an an not I would say a, a comic character within the last like 10 to 12 years. That concept, and so I like what they're doing with that, tying it back into the history of the show. Because again, I think that there is, you know, if we're going to wind things down, I think we need to go back into the past and, and, and kind of mix it up a little. I think that the Flash going into however many seasons left, I think it needs to, again, like we said before with Legends, it needs to bring in Sarah. It needs, I think it could be A great vehicle for doing some team-ups with some of these other characters, uh, mixing up with uh, maybe we could get um, Ryan Wilder in Central City teaming up with uh, Iris or with Barry. But I think that The Flash's longevity depends on two things. I think, one, Grant Gustin, whatever he wants to do. I think, second... Probably will also whatever's going on with the film version, of and that's a whole whole other can of worms. worms. and I think that also factors in because they do not Warner Brothers will not want this IP, this the Flash IP, to the the run Hollow. Um, part of the problem I have with the Flash is I think there's just too many characters. Sadly. Um, Jesse L. Martin is—he's going to have reduced capacity next season because he's—he's um, he's got a pilot for an NBC show. Uh, hopefully, that gets picked up. I was hoping that he would actually transition back, back to um, the original Law and Order, but I, it's always—you know—it's always a telltale sign when things are coming to an end when you start losing key members. And I think honestly, the Flash could lose a couple more, like of supporting cast members, and perhaps. Maybe you can also pivot and try to consider maybe a spinoff with uh, see, the kids.
0: See, oh no, I don't want anything more to well, do with the, those kids. My my, my my ideal for a spinoff of the Flash. Let's let's imagine a world in which the CW is sold, the Arrowverse shows no longer exist on there because Superman and Lois has been moved to HBO Max. We've already we've already had the hint about Barry uh, or about Diggle um, and the Green Lantern. I would prefer that we see figure out a way to create a new Flash series following Wally and, and fi- find out what's been happening to him all this time and see if we could get a show starring the actor who portrayed Wally. Now whether or not that's possible, if the actors even interested, that's a whole different topic. But if I was going to pick out one person to carry on the Flash's legacy on the small screen, I would want to see Wally, but that's just me. Uh, final thoughts, Mo.
1: I was going to say that my final thought is is that, you know, everything comes to an end. I'm perfectly fine with the Arrowverse coming to an end as as long as done respectfully. And by that to me that means tying up these Legends of Tomorrow loose ends in in the best possible way forward and possibly planting some sort of seed for some sort of future show or at least a final traditional Arrowverse show.
0: Dan, final thought? I
2: completely agree with Mo. I think wrapping up uh, these shows is really key to the respectful future of not just uh, the Arrowverse, what, what little time they have left, but also DC properties as a whole. I think people would be more uh app to go to a DC TV show if they knew that hey they can land the plane.
0: My final thought is I had not realized and so I always watched Arrow and but it was never my favorite of the Arrowverse shows even though it was the first one. But now two years or three years, whatever it is, because the pandemic makes it feel every everything feel much longer than it has been. You, I did not realize the how strong of a cornerstone Arrow was for the Arrowverse shows, because a lot of stuff has gone off the rails on multiple shows after Arrow, Arrow ended. And I did not expect that. I expected that many of these shows, the writing teams and the quality to, to continue. But when Arrow ended, something changed. And all of a sudden, we went downhill. Um, we'd encourage you to comment on this episode at geekconfidential.com or comment on it in our Facebook group. The link is also at geekconfidential.com. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Luke underscore Kerr. Mo is at Dr. Mo77. Dan is at Real Dan Pierce, and you can find Geek Confidential at GK Confidential on Twitter and GK Confidential on Facebook. We thank you for listening. Until next time, so long. Legends never die. Bebo out.